This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are divine. Listen, I don't know if I've said this before, but there are two kinds of people in the world. If you drink coffee, there are only two types, okay? There are people that drink coffee and need to poop because coffee is like a mouth enema. And then there are people that lie about this. The end. Welcome back to Divine Authenticity. Ugh. My beautiful friends, if you are new here, hello, my name is Chloe Taylor, and today I feel like this is a real treat of an episode because very rarely does the podcast schedule actually align with being on the first of the month, and this episode's actually going out on the first, so I wanted to talk to you about basically like inspirational, motivational, that's like what this episode is going to give, okay? It's going to give inspirational, motivational, and basically getting into your comeback era, getting into the fucking do it and shock everyone era, getting back into your hot girl energy. And I am going to say hot girl because I identify as a cis woman, but please know that you can insert yourself here, hot guy, hot person, you know, whatever that looks like for you, feel free to insert the appropriate term. Uh, For me, I will be saying hot girl because I do identify as a girl. Uh, So um, basically let's, let's play a little catch up. Okay. I, I need to just say what the hell was October? Like, I feel like I blinked and she was over and October is my favorite month of the year. I like October. Well, actually May is probably really my favorite month of the year because it's my birthday month. And I am a firm believer in celebrating your birthday for literally an entire month. That's on childhood trauma and never being celebrated, uh, deciding as an adult that I am worthy of celebration and making the celebration all about me for a whole month is just <sighs> gives life back to my life. But um, I feel like secondly, October, I love October. I love the vibes. We love autumn in this house. And I start celebrating October in July every year. Y'all know we do fall in July here. So um, I do feel though that like my favorite month of the year was just gone. Like I feel like it, it took forever to start. Like number one, I think I said this in the last podcast episode, it took forever to rain here, which usually we get rain constantly. And it was a very, 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 very dry summer this year. And we didn't get rain until literally last week. And I'm recording this episode. Technically, it was probably like a week and a half ago now, by the time you hear this, but 
we didn't get our first storm until I want to say not this past Friday, but the Friday before. So just it's been very dry here until then. And I feel like now fall to me has officially started, but now she's almost over. Like, don't get me wrong. We technically, if you're going by the dates, have a lot of fall left. I know a lot of people that get really into the winter Christmas Yuletide vibe, maybe forget that we have so much autumn left. The first day of winter doesn't even start until the 21st of December. So we technically have a lot more autumn left, but I just feel like October being my favorite month. I'm just, what the hell happened? Like she's just gone. She's deceased. She disappeared. Uh, and now we're in November, which like November, I also enjoy. I do try to treat it mostly like autumn until around the end of the month. Uh, because I personally don't celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, and an extended October, extended Halloween is my kind of vibe. So um, I will not be putting up a tree. I'm going to say at least until about two weeks into November, but possibly, possibly a little later this year. I don't know. We haven't fully decided me and my spouse about how we're going to do it, but um, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, he and I. So we have like no November holiday to think about. So we kind of get to decide how we want to do it because it used to be when we did celebrate Thanksgiving several years ago, um, we would put a tree up after dinner. Like that was our tradition. And now we kind of get to make the tradition up as we go. So, um, yeah, in any case, I just, I feel like what even was October, I blinked and she was gone. And I also feel like I was very much in like a cocoon stage for October. Like, I got my first menstrual cycle in almost a year and I spent like a week in bed. We will do an episode talking about that if you're here for like the hormone health girly stuff. Uh, I do want to talk to y'all about that experience in the future because I think it was actually a very spiritual one and I'm not some like, I have like flowers up my ass. I'm so much more spiritual and divine feminine because I bled. Like it's not like that, but we'll talk about that at another time. Cause I actually think there's a lot of power in those moments. And I just, I want to share that experience when I feel ready, but in any case, I feel like I spent a lot of time just like really in my cocoon stage in October. Like I didn't really work out very much. I want to say, even if I look at like my fitness app, which y'all know in September, I was on my grind. Like I can look at my Apple watch stats and let's look at the month view. So the month of October, girl, I don't, I think I worked out one twice. I worked out twice the entire month of October, which compared to September, where I worked out almost every day. And then August, I also worked out almost every day. So it just like October, October was a very, very, very slow paced month for me, even though it feels like it went by really fast. I feel like I just didn't stick to like any of my routines. Like my sleep schedule was all over the place. I was working at weird hours. And I finally feel ready to, and I've technically started a few days before the first, but I encourage you to start with today. Um, <clears throat> I feel ready to really embrace like my comeback era, really embrace my planning my workouts and sticking to them, cooking at home six days a week. Like I just want to get back into it. So <clears throat> 
the thing I really want to discuss with you today is like basically shaking off that energy, shaking off the sleepies, shaking off the no, I can't do this, telling yourself all the reasons why you can't and let's start telling ourselves all the reasons that we can. So first thing is first. Um, I first want to discuss like basically looking at the aesthetic of what like that girl or being in your hot girl energy looks like. And, you know, it's, we see it, right? It's making your bed in the morning. It's juicing a green juice. It's getting your Pilates in, putting on a cute little workout set, going for your hot girl walk, um, getting your emails done, having your cute little lavender fucking lattes. You know, it's, it has an aesthetic to it. And I first want to say with that, number one, is this what you actually desire? Because I feel like we need to get that out of the way right in the beginning of this episode. Is this what you actually desire? Or is this what you've been led to desire based off of the things that you see when you're scrolling social media? Because I actually think I have a really good handle on this with myself, because I actually don't engage with social media that much. Like, I know it seems like I do. But I don't. I don't even have Instagram or Twitter or TikTok on my phone. I actually have an old iPhone that is like two or three or four or five generations. Actually, I think it's about five generations back. It's pretty old um, in terms of like technology years. She's old. Um, I have like a, I want to say it's like an eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, six generations back. Um, and she is slow. But I have this like old iPhone that used to be my husband's several years ago that we've just held on to that I put all of my social media apps on. And when I want to engage with social media, it's just a phone that I have connected to my Wi-Fi. Like it's not, I don't pay extra for it every month. It's just an extra phone that we have that is connected to Wi-Fi. So I keep all my social media kind of away from me. I also don't engage with the news. And I did this mostly for my mental health, like several months ago, I want to say in March of this year, it could have been last year. I can't remember. It's maybe been a couple of years now. Um, I really pulled myself offline. Like before that I was scrolling every day, always seeing what other people were doing always. And I pulled myself away quite a while ago. I can't remember if it was this March or the previous March, but one of the marches, <laughs> I pulled myself really away from social media. So I actually feel like I have a really good handle on this with myself, where I don't feel like I'm constantly being influenced by what other people are doing. Not to say that that doesn't exist for me ever, because I still like use Pinterest, like, I'm sure it still gets in there somewhere. But I just feel like I don't typically engage with a lot of content. And I could see this being a positive or a negative. On one hand, I see where maybe I'm not as inspired as I could be if I was engaging. Or I also see how my mental health is my top priority. And I'm actually the person that is making my decisions. I'm not making decisions based off of what is influencing me. But my question to you starting out right in the beginning is, what is your ideal self? Who are they? And this takes to me, brutal honesty. Like, I want to encourage you if you're listening to me on your phone or your iPad or some kind of device, I assume you could use your computer too. I want to encourage you to pull up a Word document or a notepad or something in your phone. And if you're driving right now or doing something where you can't just like make a note to come back to this exercise later. I want you to ask yourself, 
who your ideal self is. And you can like pause the podcast and really think about this. What do they do? What is their day like? Who, who do they wake up as in the morning? And actually, I would almost say a question that you should say before this is like, no, 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 no. Let's stick with the original question. Okay. What, what is that version of yourself? Are you somebody that wakes up and makes your bed and juices a green juice and does your Pilates and like meets friends for coffee? Like, is that you? What is your hot person, hot girl, hot guy self? What do they do? What do they look like? How do they do their day-to-day life? And then once you have that, I want you to stop for a moment and I want you to think about like, even if you like genuinely, I would even encourage you to like pause the podcast. Like I said, I want you to stop and think about basically if you, if everything was possible right now, like if you had millions of dollars in the bank, if that's what you're after, if you had the relationship that you wanted, if you had the friendship circles that you wanted, if you had the supportive family that you wanted, if you had the career that you wanted, if everything that you see yourself becoming you had right now, how would it feel? I want you to tap into that feeling. And like I said, pause this and do this exercise, set like a five minute timer. And I just want you to visualize and feel into it. And then once you're ready and you've done that piece of the exercise, I want you to come back and basically from that original, this is who I want to be, I want you to reprioritize it. I want you to ask yourself now, knowing how you want to feel, who do you want to be? Because I think sometimes if we don't like think about how we actually feel about something, we'll just on autopilot be like, Oh, I want to be healthy and lean. And I want matching cute outfits. And I want supportive friends, the end. And don't get me wrong, those are not bad goals to strive towards. I just think that often, we're so focused on what the external looks like, we forget to ask ourselves how we want to feel. When I did this exercise myself, I would say the number one thing and like area of my life that I feel like I'm struggling in, if I could be so authentic. Um, It's definitely in the friendship department. I definitely feel like friendship wise, I am struggling. And I also feel like financially a little bit I'm struggling, but I want to talk mainly about the friendship aspect right now. And just tell you like where I've used this exercise to make changes in my life already and how I really believe that I am in my comeback era. I'm in the fucking be yourself and shock them all, sis. Like that's just, that's where I'm at. But I feel like when it comes to friendship right now, now don't get me wrong. I have such a fantastic support system in my life. Like I, most of the people that I am friends with, except for there are two people that are local in my town to me that I do get together with periodically for dinners, um, which I'm so unbelievably grateful that I even have that. Uh, but most of my friends, especially like my girlfriends, which I don't care how you identify. Like, I feel like there is a specific type of friendship that I'm looking for that I don't feel like I have in person right now. And 
most of my like girlfriends, they are all virtual, actually all of them. I have a friend that lives in Tennessee. I have a friend that lives in Hawaii. I have a friend that lives in California. Um, and an honorable mention to my friend in Canada. Like I feel like all of my closest knit relationships, I only get to hang out with them virtually. When I play like video games, we'll hang out together or we'll do like FaceTime. But I really desire a friendship where we can go and work on our businesses at a coffee shop together, where maybe one day we want to prioritize making at-home pizza and putting on skincare and watching Disney movies all day in our fucking matching pajamas. Like that's, that's the kind of friendship that I want in my life is somebody that is also a gold digger, not a gold digger. There is a difference. Um, goal digger, G O A L digger. Um, somebody that is like a visionary that sees grander for their future, but also like really prioritizes themselves and their self-care at the same time. That's like probably like the biggest thing I'm looking for in somebody else is like that rich mom energy, but without the kids, your rich auntie. Okay. <laughs> your rich auntie that really just like prioritizes themselves and prioritizes their vision. And though I have that virtually, I don't have it in person. I can't call anybody up and be like, yo, let's go over to the coffee shop near here and let's just like bust out our Monday admin work together. And like, even if we're not talking, we know that like we have this accountability between the other person and almost like having a coworker, but like a coworker bestie. And I currently just don't have that. But here's what I have done. Because funny enough, this actually is something that I do want to talk about in the future. I don't know when because it definitely is more of a sensitive topic as it's kind of fresh in the moment. But I do like the last time I manifested a friend into my life, I do think that I truly manifested the person. However, I also think it was deeply a reflection of my own insecurity and not that this person was a reflection of my insecurities. Like, I don't even think that they were insecure in the same, well, maybe they were and they were just really good at hiding it. But I feel like the last time I manifested the friend that I was looking for, the place that I went wrong was I wasn't being that person for myself. And so I wanted it in somebody else. But the problem with that is because I wasn't already giving it to myself and I wasn't being my authentic self coming forward in that relationship, the other person also wasn't doing that. We were mirroring the same shit at each other. And it was a huge learning experience. And I honestly hope that person is doing so well uh, because they deserve it. No hard feelings over here. But... Um, that is like something I realized the last time I manifested a really important friendship in my life is I just don't feel like looking back on it now, I see where my mistake was that I wasn't living that version of myself and I wanted to project like I was, but I wasn't and neither were they and they were doing the same thing. So that's not the kind of friendships I want to manifest. That's not the kind of people I want around me. I want people that are living and breathing the vision of their life and I, and I want it like in person. Like I said, I have this in my life, but I don't have it in person in like close proximity. And that's just something I really desire for my life right now. But the way that I'm changing it and like stepping into my hot girl comeback era is by embracing that for myself. So if I desire a bestie, 
that wants to be really serious about skincare and having Disney marathons, I'm going to give that to myself right now. I'm going to decide, hey, my skincare matters to me. So I'm going to make myself up like a cute little glazed donut. And I'm going to lay in front of the TV in my favorite matching PJs. And I'm going to prioritize Disney classics today. That's like my self-care. I don't need another person to fulfill that in me because I can do it by myself. And I really do feel like when you are living that essence of your idealized version of self, that's when you attract the right people because you are being that person and their soul matches your soul. Their frequency matches your frequency. And I see that now in hindsight from like a past relationship, a past friendship that I had, we were on the same frequency. We were doing the same thing. And I was not being the person that I wish that I had been going into that friendship. So that's kind of like a big takeaway for me. Now, let's say that this is a romantic partner. Take yourself on a date. Buy yourself the flowers. Let's say this is you being the healthiest version of yourself. Start cooking at home. Start meal planning and prepping. And if you feel like you don't know this information, get passionate about it. I know we can't always turn motivation on and off like a switch. It doesn't really work like that. But you can decide that you're going to dedicate 45 minutes to scrolling Pinterest and looking for new recipes to try. You can decide that you want to shop for a used juicer and decide this is the month that you get super into juicing. Or uh, maybe you want to try vitamins for whatever reason. Like, I freaking love a vitamin, okay? This is not sponsored, but just love it. I have been taking ritual vitamins. I think it's been over a year. And recently they also told me like, I think I'm doing like a sponsorship with them soon on my YouTube channel. Like I want to say they actually reached out, which is really exciting because I love it when I get sponsored by companies that I already work with, like that I already, like I use their products already. Um, but that's for YouTube. That's not here. So um, in any case, though, like maybe you want to get into ritual vitamins and start taking care of yourself that way. Maybe you want to start building your um, maybe you want to start building your dream career, but you want to manifest that into your life. You need to start asking yourself, what kind of person would I be if I already had this? And if there is something that you're not doing or not giving to yourself, this is the time to commit to doing it. So if you want a bunch of cool mom friends, you need to be the cool mom friend. If you want that significant other to date you and look at you in a certain way, you need to start dating yourself and looking at yourself that way. If you want to be the person that has a six-figure business, you need to start showing up for that six-figure business. Like, like even in my neck of the woods, when it comes to like being a YouTuber, okay, do you know how many times a day... I tell myself that I am viral when I am currently not viral. Like every day I live, like delude yourself, sweetie. Like literally, I cannot even tell you how well this works. I know that people like to make fun of people for being delusional, but no, be delusional. Like I want to say I talked about this in a recent episode as well, but you can literally joke yourself into being a different version of yourself. Like I have, me and my husband have done this numerous times, have joked ourselves into being something like even when I first started my YouTube channel, I would tell myself, no, I'm not becoming a fucking tarot channel. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And literally it's exactly what happened. Like sometimes I feel like the opposite works, you know, 
you got to find the thing that works for you. But I do feel like if if you've learned nothing from Chloe Taylor over the last year and a half of listening to her cry on her podcast every week, if you have learned nothing, I hope that you have learned that getting to your dream life is not going to make you feel the way you think it will if you are not working on achieving those feelings right now. That is probably like the biggest, harshest lesson that I had to learn from manifesting my dream life and having the things that I wanted was it didn't make me feel different at all. And it would have been so much better if I had just enjoyed the process, if I had just enjoyed the journey of getting there. And that's really what I want to push your focus to right now is don't think that when you have this friend, this bestie in your life that, you know, I'll speak for myself here. When I have this bestie in my life that loves skincare, that loves Disney movies, that wants to like plan little friend dates, but also get serious and on the grind and on the hustle. I don't think for a second that when I meet that person, I'm going to feel different or feel more complete than I already do right now. And that is going to make that person link up with me so much faster because I already am that person. I already am whole and complete. I already am my best friend. I already prioritize those things in my life and I already feel good about it. In fact, I'm at a point where I feel like I have fully detached from that identity. I don't even need another person to make me feel good about those things. I feel good about them because I have made myself a priority. And that was really what was missing in my life and why I felt like I needed it in another person. And I'm I'm at this state of such non-attachment to it that I that person could float into my life tomorrow and I wouldn't need it. But it certainly would be nice, of course, but I don't need it. I don't need that person to complete me in any kind of way because I'm already doing all of the work. So, and I'm doing something that like feels good and correct for me. But like, that's my point is if you take nothing away from this episode, I want you just to recognize that you have to start giving yourself those feelings now. So let's say that you want to create viral content on the internet. Who would you show up as? If you had the most successful podcast, who would you show up as every day? How would you come to your work? If you had a successful YouTube channel, if you had a successful podcast, if you were the number one in your niche, who would you become and what would be different about your life? And granted, there are some things that maybe you have to work towards a little bit. Maybe you see yourself dressing a certain way or having some kind of specific like bougie drink in the morning. Maybe there are some things you're going to have to work towards putting into that intention and that's okay. But what are the things that you could do right now? I know when I ask myself this question, what would I do if I was as popular as some of the other people in my niche? Let me tell you, it's not fucking sleep until 2 a.m. or 2 a.m. 2 p.m. It's not that. It's not not taking care of myself. It's not not doing my skincare. It's not like these are things that obviously apply to me specifically, but you can put this lens on yourself and ask yourself, who do you want to be? Because this is not your practice life. This is not just a throwaway life. This is your life right now. And that like, Oh, I've heard so many good quotes that like revolve around this. I know there's one that's like Mimi Bouchard, which I think I've talked about before, which is your days become your weeks, your weeks become your months, your months become your years and your years become your life. 
And I heard another great one recently. I cannot remember who said it. And I'm so sorry to the person that I originally heard it from because I don't remember. But there is also this like, when you want to commit to changing an aspect of your life and becoming this version of you, this hot girl era person, give it three days, three weeks, three months. The first three days are going to be the hardest when it comes to maybe you want to wake up earlier. Maybe you want to start giving that more of that time and attention to yourself. Maybe you want to work on visualizing more abundance into your life. The first three days of that practice are going to be the hardest. Once you get over that initial hump, it only gets easier from there. Three weeks is where you'll start to actually see dramatic change. I would argue that you can see dramatic change in under two weeks because I've seen this happen in my own life where I make a change to my mentality and the way I think about something and the way I behave. And I see dramatic change in a week or less. Um, But I do feel like three weeks to me is like the ultimate, like you will see some kind of dramatic change for yourself in three weeks. And then three months is like, this is now ingrained. It's a part of your life. It's a part of who you are. And So like go by the rule of threes. If you want to change an area of your life, there's maybe there's multiple areas. You know, I'm always that person that's like, oh, don't do everything too fast. Like that's why we give up all the time. That's why we don't make it there. No, shock the hell out of everyone. Shock the hell out of yourself. Commit to everything. And this is kind of leads me into the next point is we always think that change, creating this idealized version of your life. We think that it's all through willpower and, oh, I'm not strong enough. I don't have enough willpower. That's actually bullshit. And it is not through willpower that we create change. It is through understanding your conditioning and deciding to do something different. I feel like willpower is a bunch of malarkey, to be quite honest with you. I don't think we need to like brute force or white knuckle anything. I think it is significantly more about your conditioning and what you believe about yourself. You have to stop telling yourself the same story that has been written for you and start telling yourself a new one. Because, oh, there was, gosh, I've written so many quotes down for this episode, I fucking swear. Um, there was another quote that I recently heard that was just so powerful. It made me so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to write this down and share it with the podcast, but it's move different. If you want different old keys will not open new doors. So if you want something different in your life, you want to step into this hot girl era, this, this timeline, you have to decide to tell yourself a different story. And probably this is why I said in the beginning of the episode, you need to get to a place where you are willing to be brutally honest with yourself. Because don't get me wrong, I'm all here for gentle medicine. I'm all here for going slow. I'm all here for not going all hands on deck if you don't feel ready. And that's actually another point that I have in this episode is this stuff that I'm talking about will not work for you if you are not 110% ready. And you'll know when that time comes for you. And I also am a big believer, though, that you don't need to wait until you're ready to get started and to try. But I do think that there is a difference in feeling ready and not feeling ready. And if you don't feel ready to give something your all, to give yourself your all, 
it's really important to kind of stop and ask yourself why not and get clear on that first. So I do want to like offer that if you're not ready to be all hands on deck, it's really important to slow down and to ask yourself why not. And now the brutal honest piece is you have to ask yourself with the current version of yourself, with the story that you constantly tell yourself about yourself, what are you benefiting from that story? If I could give you a perfect example of this, and I'm going to put my father, a Taurus hardworking man on blast right now. Um, and he and I have talked about this. Like I have said these words to his face. So I don't feel like, like this is conversation that we have had. Um, my father for many years of my life has always said that he is financially hurting, financially hurting. Oh, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. And Tauruses hate to hurt financially. Number one, I've never met a Taurus that doesn't care a lot about their money, myself included. Okay. And it's not about materialism. It's like we see money as a stable source. And if it doesn't feel stable, we are messy. Um, and my entire existence, as long as I can remember, at least minimum the last like 10 to 15 years. So like half of my life, this has been my father's story. And I heard him saying it the other day when we were on the phone, like it was maybe like a month ago, but I heard him saying it and I stopped him. And I said, you've been saying that for the last like 15 years of my life, you need to stop and ask yourself what you're getting from that story. Like, how does you saying that about yourself benefit you? Because you keep saying it. So you must be benefiting in some way or you wouldn't say it. And I don't, my dad, honestly, I feel like when it comes to confrontation, he's not the best with it. He doesn't really know what, like, it's all fun and games until there's confrontation. And I don't know where I got the gall to be as confrontational as I am, because I don't think it came from my mom or my dad. I'm not really sure how I developed that. But my brother who was there with him was like, Chloe, he says that because, and I wish my dad would have answered for himself, but I don't think my brother was wrong. My brother was like, Chloe, he says that because it makes people feel bad for him. Like you feel bad for him financially. And like my brother works with my dad. He sees the finances that are exchanged on a daily basis. And he's like, he is not hurting. He says that because it makes people feel bad for him. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think that he was wrong. I think that that's exactly why. However, my point to my dad was, and I said it again, I was like, you know, you can change that. You don't have to make that your story. You can decide that you're not going to talk that way about yourself. And I don't really know if I gave him anything to think about. I don't know if I changed his life or his perspective. That wasn't really my goal. It was just me spewing my truth in the moment. You know, you put out the truth of you and people respond with the truth of them. So the reason I'm bringing this up, though, is you can change your story at any point in time. If you constantly tell yourself that you are, you don't have time, you're never going to have time. If you constantly tell yourself that you're not worthy, you're never going to feel worthy. If you constantly tell yourself that you're afraid, you're always going to be afraid. If you constantly tell yourself that you can't get comfortable. Like I recently put out an episode of the podcast that I was really surprised. 
Um, many of y'all were really digging it. And I love that because I think it was a good episode where it was, uh, episode 106, where I said how to do self-care when you feel anxious or guilty, because I think many of us, myself included for the longest time have felt guilty about taking time for myself because we are living in late stage capitalism and we all feel guilty for taking a second to rest. Like we should always be on, always producing, always making. And the minute we have time to actually like have a nice little movie marathon by ourselves or do something kind for ourselves, we feel this immense guilt, pressure, or even anxiety. Like we should be doing more and you don't have to make that your story. You can decide even if you feel those feelings in the moment, it might take time for your neural pathways to catch up. It might take time for you to calm down into the moment. But I promise you, the more that you actually put action behind the story that you're writing about yourself, the easier this is going to become three days, three weeks, three months. You are in control of the story. You can't always dictate what is going to happen but you can always decide how you're going to respond to any given situation. And one of the fastest ways to show the universe that you desire change is to not repeat the patterns that you previously fall into because they're comfortable. And I'm not saying these things because I want you to shame yourself or feel like you're doing something wrong or bad. If you've repeated a pattern, I think it's normal. It's part of the human experience and all of us are guilty of it. And I don't even want to say guilty because I don't think it has to be a guilty thing. I take that back, but all of us are privy to it. All of us are susceptible to it. We all fall into those old ways of thinking, old ways of doing things, outdated models of how we should behave and who we should be. And it takes effort and it takes courage and it takes bravery to decide that you want to do something different. But I really do believe if you are listening to this episode, number one, you really needed to hear it. Number two, this is your sign. If you were waiting for a sign, like as Lizzo says, if you're looking for the sign, bitch, I'm it. This is your sign. This is your sign to go after it. This is your sign to write a new story. This is your sign to get clear on how you want to feel and do everything in your current reality to get there. And know that it's the most important piece to this is falling in love with getting there. Because, again, if you've taken nothing from me over the last year and a half, it's that. It's that when you get to that final destination, don't get me wrong, it's going to feel good. And please celebrate yourself every step of the journey. But it's the journey getting there that actually is the real treasure. It's the present moment that is the real treasure. And we have so much in today's reality, in today's world, be it through the media or other forms, formats that are just constantly telling us and teaching us and putting it into our heads that when you get to that end goal, you're going to feel so amazing. You're going to feel so complete. The real trick is to feel complete in the moment right now. It's to feel the feelings that you want to feel right now in any way that you possibly can. And I want to expand on this series in the future with like 
designing your hot girl morning routine, designing your hot girl evening routine, just giving you ideas and inspiration for what that could look like. So if you want to hear more about all this hot girl energy we have going on, please make sure that you rate the podcast. It lets me know that like these are episodes you really love and want to hear more of. So please rate the podcast. If you have a spare moment, uh, share it with somebody that you think could really use this pep talk in their life right now. And, um, you can also always reach out to me on Instagram. I actually just reopened my DMS. The only reason I closed them for several months is because people would often come and trauma dump on me. And that's actually something that I'm trying to create better boundaries around, uh, because I'm used to just being like this open bleeding heart for everybody. And it's actually very detrimental to my mental health to be that person. So, um, you know, if you do want to reach out though, I have opened my Instagram DMS again, so you can always come and talk to me about the podcast there. Um, and yeah, please leave it a rating, send it to somebody you think needs the pep talk. And on top of that, uh, if you really love the podcast and you want to share it, some show some extra love to it or to me, um, I do have my Patreon available to you, or you can become a member of the podcast. I think through Anchor, it like supports the production of the podcast. So far, I think there's only one of you, but I really appreciate you. Thank you for doing that. And um, I love you so much, Pumpkin. I hope that this week you really set some time aside for yourself to become an really get into the energy of this person that you want to show up as. Because again, this is not your practice life. And I if nobody has told you today, please know that I believe in you. I believe in you literally between me and you that we have a 99.9% DNA match. Did you know that with every living thing on this planet, we share 99.9% of our DNA. There is no difference between me and you. There is no difference between you and I'm trying to think of somebody really famous. <laughs> I can't think of anybody because I don't have idols. Um, th there's just no difference between you and somebody else doing the thing that you would love to do. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner you can tap into that biggest, brightest, baddest bitch version of yourself, okay? And again, I believe in you. You're doing good things. Please do not forget when you stand in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And all my links and things are down below if you want to follow me on social media. I love you so much. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you again in the next one. Bye.